We are brought here today to tell the story of WrestleMania 34 and why it lifted our hopes and kicked us in the ass just as quick. I am Justin, and with me as always, Sir Josh, drinker of the beer. Mm. So with my first win of the inaugural 40 in a podcast WrestleMania predictions, I get to ask this wonderful, awesome question. What you drinking, Josh? You know, it's really something when you go to the corner store at the gas station by your house to buy the beer that your friend's making you drink for a bet, and the weirdos at the gas station say, oh, that's gross. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm happy or sad that they didn't have the initial beer that Justin told me to get, which was Colt 45. They didn't have that. So I bit the bullet and called Justin and he picked out something else for me. And what I have here in my hand is a plastic bottle. It's a 42 ounce of old English 800 malt liquor. And it's even got the little blue thing on it that tells you when it's cold. So here we go. I haven't had malt liquor since the original 40 in a movie days. There it is. Listen Crack to that fizz. Sounds oh. great. Oh, this smells bad. The cap's not even off yet. The jealousy is all on my side, I promise you. I, I, I would love to enjoy we're that gonna, also. We're going to do this more than <laughs> once. And oh, well, yeah, we are. And I cannot wait for you to lose one day. All right, here goes. I don't even. Oh man. <laughs> I don't even want to do this. It's bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as I was expecting, but it ain't good. It's not good either. It's really not good. Oh god, man! All right, let's get this shit over with. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, my initial impression, <sighs> and especially an entire day of listening to. Cultaholic, all those guys, uh, what culture, everything like that. I mean, a lot of it, I think I agreed with in line. And I think where the intro came from was what culture said. It was like, it was almost like WrestleMania 17 for a minute. And then it became WrestleMania 18. Some of the stuff that I saw, uh, I think Dave Meltzer said that this started off as one of the best WrestleManias probably within the past 20 years or so. And then it became one of the worst. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I think it averages out somewhere in between, you know, it, it had, it's really great moments. It had some, it had some pretty phenomenal matches, but then it had some stuff. It had stuff that you knew was not going to be great. Like the, I, I didn't really have high hopes for the SmackDown tag match. I didn't have high hopes for the main event, but yeah. there were some really great spots throughout the whole show. I can definitely say some areas I was surprised. I went in think I went in with a little bias towards some things and some other things I just God, <laughs> this is awful. Sounds awful. I'm so glad to be on the side of that. But oh. oh, you wait. Oh, I know. I will have my revenge. Well, in case you're wondering, uh, um, just to cut in a little bit, I'm having a converter Kolsch. Kolsch. I would much rather be drinking that. Uh, that's from Whitestone Brewery. So they're literally like I. I've been a what they call a pub club member, so mm-hmm. I pay like seventy bucks a year to be in their pub club to get. I get a larger glass, same price of drink, couple free drinks a month, and stuff like that. And they're literally right around the corner from me, so I love their beer. Uh, my beverage is from the Old English Eight Hundred Brewing Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. I'll have you know. Thank you. I think that's the. Um, I think that's the same people that like they conglomerated it all, so they own. They own Paps, they own Lone Star, they own Milwaukee's yeah. Beast. I think that's all the same guys. Probably. Anyway, sorry, no, I had to. Uh... No, good. I'm going to go with the, I'm just going to say we just jump into the order we have it here, which is definitely yeah. not the order it came in. So. No, no, absolutely not. But, I got the same thing. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. What do you got? Do you I, I seriously thought Big Cass was going to come back and enter this and win it. Um Having said that, Monday night, ooh, good night. Monday night <laughs> Raw is on right now, and I'll probably watch that tomorrow. Um, he's supposed to be coming back pretty soon, and hopefully, he can, you know, get somewhere like good spot in the mid card and build himself up because I think he has a lot of talent. He was just attached to that clown for a long time. Other than that, I thought it was a pretty entertaining battle royal. Dolph Ziggler had a bunch of close calls. He was your pick to win it. Yeah, and uh, with with the way they were treating him through all that, I really thought he was going to win. But what they wound up doing actually makes a lot more sense. 
uh, to get Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy back together. And, and hopefully, like I told you, man, I, I really hope that it turns Bray Wyatt into old Bray Wyatt. By the way, the, I was really sure that like the sound effect they did of the crows, wasn't that Sting's thing? Uh, it was him and Raven had something similar. Yeah. I didn't feel bad about it. If it was, it really worked. And like, I liked the idea of, um, you know, I guess an older, darker, you know, Bray Wyatt. And now it's the two of them. I think that's going to be an interesting, like, I think it might be, I don't think it's going to be a tag team. I think being a tag team would be selling it short. Right. I wanted to be like this Undertaker esque stable, like kind of like the, maybe the brood was a little bit or the uh, ministry ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I want, maybe they need each other right now. I mean, the two of them, you know, broken Matt Hardy might need somebody to mess with or woken, excuse me, you know, may need a buddy and Bray Wyatt might need somebody to, to work with. And I think it might work better. I don't think Bray Wyatt's good on his own. He needs to have some lackeys. Yeah. I think he'd be better. Yeah. As, yeah. And that's the thing, just putting him into something with someone else because he's not getting over on his own anymore. And yeah, you know, Matt Hardy is definitely like he got the delete chance going. He can really get that chant going a lot too. So he did it at the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. That was <laughs> such like that was such like, you know, just 10 seconds of him getting a pop for fun, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, it was I, I I didn't mind the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, I think it served its purpose. It got everybody in there that needed to get in there. Uh Gold Dust had a couple of okay spots. Him with him and R Truth. Yeah. Golden Truth, was it? Yeah, that's what they were for a while. They were actually a pretty entertaining team, but yeah, that was that's my thoughts on it. It it was what it was. I mean, it's not it's nothing any anybody ever I think goes into the WrestleMania thinking, boy, I'm really looking forward to that Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I mean, that and it was what it was. <sighs> oh. Yeah, you feeling it? Dude, I haven't had one of these since I was in the Navy. Uh, it makes it look worse out of a plastic bottle. I don't know why, but it really oh. does. They really did not need to add the extra two ounces. Yeah, Ugh. they didn't. Anyway. Moving on, the uh, the women's battle royal. I, I have one really big thing that just kind of like uh, was like just kind of a little like glaring weird thing. Introduced Becky Lynch, full yep. music. Then all the other women except for two, you know, and then Sasha Banks, Bailey. And I was, yeah. And it was a, it was a little lacking on the intro because like it's 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 WrestleMania and like I kind of I kind of like the even though it's cheesy as shit the uh, wacky flailing inflatable tube man <laughs> thing that Bailey has I like that and they didn't they could have done that so much bigger and they didn't so yeah. I mean yeah well they didn't you didn't really get a sense of everyone who was in it because you know unless I missed it because I was kind of in and out I had the grill lit and I was cooking mm-hmm. but. Um, you didn't get a, a sense of who all was in it. I mean, granted, I get this is like the the under undercard of WrestleMania, but mm-hmm. I mean, give these guys the benefit. Either either start them off all in the ring like you did for the guys, or introduce everybody. Don't don't half-ass it. Yeah, I don't think they could have done. I think it would have taken because I didn't realize until I was watching something. WrestleMania was seven hours, including the pre-show. Yeah, it was it was a full yeah. day. It was a full yeah, day, pretty much. But. So, uh, I mean, you couldn't introduce them all, and you just kind of just—I don't know. I mean, you could have done those three at the end. I just thought it was a weird split the way they did it. Well, but still, still the pre-show—the <laughs> pre-show was, you know, all of these video packages from everything that's been going on, and and it's all stuff that we've already seen. And then they show all these same video packages again in between the matches for what's about to come up. Yeah, I mean, it, does the pre-show need to be two hours long? And since you do have two hours to play with, why not introduce everybody that's in the Battle Royal? But do it quick. Like, I watched WrestleMania 17 recently, and the gimmick Battle Royal that they had during that, <laughs> yeah, you had you had probably 10 or 15 seconds uh, of each person's name and them coming down the ramp and a little bit of their entrance music. That's not that bad. was it. That's That's long enough, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right there. You could have just kind of done that, and that would have been, I mean, out of a seven-hour show, that would have literally been 10 minutes tops to do all those. Just announce song, or like 15 seconds of song, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're right on the nose there. Yeah, so, I mean, anyway. 
I, I but, think somebody pointed out that they should have, uh, or somebody was saying like they should have been, you know, actually fighting with each other on the way of the ring. It's like that would have been interesting if they would have just been beating the living crap at each other on the way there. <laughs> yeah, that would have been something. But I mean, I guess you got to think of what purpose does it actually serve. But then there was they were all ganging up on uh, who did they all gang up on at the beginning? Oh, was that, that Dana Brooke? Uh, Carmella. Carmella, that's right. Yeah. 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 They ganged up on Carmella and then they ganged up on somebody else and then they split. Actually, one of my favorite parts was is the one that was cha- trained by the, the great Kali, which I kind of like spat at a little bit. So, yeah, <laughs> she was great cha- trained by the great Kali. That's, yeah, no, that's not anything worth a damn. But Becky Lynch went up to her and just look, looked at her and goes, It's like, you're wearing orange. That's my color. I wear orange. I'm just like, All right, get after her, Lynch. Screw the shit out of her. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I I had uh, like I mentioned, I was the whole pre-show thing. I was kind of in and out of the house, and um, I guess I didn't realize that Naomi had been falsely eliminated. And I thought, oh, uh, Bailey won. That was one of my picks. Maybe that'll get me a point, and I won't have to drink something terrible tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then Naomi showed up and threw her out of the ring, and then I was sad. But they totally they had me sold on that false finish. And I oh, think, they really did. Yeah, and I think they they got a, a bunch of people with that probably. Yeah, I um, I think it was for something that was supposed to be kind of like almost I hate to say time filler because they had more than enough time to fill the whole freaking thing. And, you know, just something to get everybody in there a little bit. For all that, it's like to do the false finish and the Naomi win. It was like it actually wasn't too too bad at all. No, it was really entertaining. I enjoyed that more than the next match on the undercard. There was no next match. There was. It was. I mean, it was the cruiserweight match with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, and it was good for a cruiserweight match. But I, I just really wish that these guys could do something to make me care about them. And what, what they probably need to do is just dedicate some time for the cruiserweights on one of the main shows, whether it's SmackDown or Raw, instead of having their own thing. Because I feel like nobody watches Two Hundred Five Live. I think I think what the problem is is like the definition of cruiserweight and how it's used. It's like it's not a real thing. It's not like WCW cruiserweight was. WCW yeah. cruiserweight was some really good people. And I think like people who would be definitely in the cruiserweight range who would be really good are like, you know, Nakamura Styles are definitely in that range. But they're not they're too big. Huh? I think those guys are too big. Um I don't know what the actual legitimacy of. WWE. I think that was the whole. I think that was the whole. Well, yeah, I know it's, but I think their build and stuff makes them look too big to be in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, but I mean, they don't. They don't have anybody like that, and those are, those those guys still do some high flying stuff. So I mean, yeah. yeah. How do you get them over overall? And like, you could tell if you look at my notes, you can see how much I cared. It's like I don't. It literally says I don't think I care. But Cedric? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember seeing that when I was putting my uh, picks down on that thing. But yeah, it's—I mean, it was—it was fun to watch what I saw of it. Yes? Question mark. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I caught part of it. I just didn't remember it. But yeah, like you said, it didn't do enough to make me care. They, yeah, they probably—they might have put on a really good match, but it just—it didn't catch my attention. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it is. It yeah. was what it was, and congratulations to Cedric Alexander, I guess. Yeah, I guess this would be skipping ahead in the card, but not in our notes. Brock right. Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody saw the swerve coming, and Agreed. Brock Brock Lesnar wound up beating Roman Reigns. I guess he really did get cut pretty bad <laughs> Roman Reigns did after eventually Brock Lesnar got mad, took off his gloves and started jamming elbows into Brock Lesnar or into Roman Reigns's face, uh, which is the same thing that happened at SummerSlam with Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brock Lesnar said that he could um, safe quote, I'm air quoting this could safely bust open Randy Orton. They ended up into uh, Chris Jericho. I didn't know that ended up yeah. going after Brock Lesnar because, you know, Chris Jericho does not care about your size. He'll go after you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he went after Lesnar for that. Cause he didn't know it was, he didn't know it was work. He thought it was a shoot kind of thing. And he was going to go after him. Yeah. But 
Yeah, no. When uh, when Lesnar did it in this match, it's like I thought it was a blood capsule. I I really well that was that's right. I was I was texting with you last night while we we're watching this, yeah. and as soon as that happened, I'm like, that's fake blood, right? And you said, yeah, totally, because it was just bright. It looked like Ric Flair blood. You now yeah, Ric Flair gashes himself, and he you know his whole it gets like into his hair and everything. Oh yeah. But, um, I I totally thought that was fake until I saw at one point like he stood up or something. And you could just see it pouring down his face. It was a lot of blood. I mean, he must have had a pretty big cut um, yeah. on his on his forehead. I mean, the match itself is exactly what you would think Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns would be. It was, you know, a bunch of F5s and some spears and a Superman punch, maybe, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's two guys. Guys, it's two guys that WWE are trying to sell as just unstoppable forces of nature when you know in reality i don't think anybody cares about either one of them right now well i think i think brock is still a draw in most cases i think you get you pick the right opponent you get a better match with him because like bear in mind in the match i'm thinking of brock lesnar tried to you know to try to decapitate himself with a moonsault, but Brock, uh, Brock shooting star press. Thank you. Oh, shoot, excuse me. Shooting star press, which is the worst shooting star press I've ever seen in my life, by the way. And most people probably have, um, yeah. but he, him and Kurt angle was, it was a good match. It was a definitely a technical match. And that's what I, that's what's bothering me a little bit about Brock Lesnar lately is Brock Lesnar is an NCAA champion. He can wrestle. He has some yeah. skills and it just, it's not being displayed in the way he does it or his opponent or the way WWE is just kind of booking the whole thing. But it's, I just don't, I don't care about the F5 that much. The guy, the guy throws in like starts doing German suplexes three or four in a row. Was it, was it uh angle and Benoit that were doing the German suplex uh, battle, whatever, or was it Benoit and Benoit and Lesnar? It was one of the three of them because they all do German. Taz. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was there was what was it Taz's debut match in WWF at the time with him versus Angle. That was a lot of suplexes in that match. People for I think people forget about that dude, and they they called him the Human Suplex Machine for a reason because that's just what he did. But mm-hmm. it's that you're, you're right. They're taking a guy with a legitimate wrestling and MMA background. I mean, the guy was a UFC heavyweight champion, and he's an NCAA heavyweight wrestling champion. Who's who's got all these incredible, not to sound like Napoleon Dynamite, but he's got all these incredible skills and uh, really skills. They're, they're they're not using it. He's just kind of doing the yeah. same couple things over and over. And granted, his matches are short, and that's fine. If you want to make him look like a monster, you got to have him just squash people. So one from WWE, I already know that greatest from Royal Rumble ever. They're they're fighting again. Yep. Yeah. You told and, me that. And then the two other things that came in, the one you sent me about uh, Lesnar and uh, McMahon getting in a fight out backstage, which was not exactly clear on why, but it was something that went off script, supposedly. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Brock Lesnar is up for another year. Yeah. So who knows? There could be some people coming back that could wind up taking the title away from him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Supposedly the, the, the reason for the swerve was to get the, give the fans what they wanted because he was like, I wanted to get, I want to get him over and I don't want to basically, it was them saying, I don't want to push Roman Reigns anymore. And I'm going to listen to the fans, which was only for, in my mind, it's only for a glaring second because they're doing the same match over the greatest Royal Rumble. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, then you would think if, if this whole Lesnar versus Vince thing was a work that they would strip him of the title and the 50 man rumble would be to crown a new champion. But what do I know? That'd be more interesting too. Be a lot it more really interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I just looked up the greatest rumble, granted on Wikipedia, but there's there's a whole nine card match. Yeah, that's it's a bit it's a or nine match card. Excuse me. I think it's uh, most of the championships on there too. Yeah, I think they said there was going to be seven championships on the line for this, yeah. which it looks like there is so far. We can talk about that another time. But anyway, let's get back on to WrestleMania 34. I'm done with Reigns, Lesnar, too, if you are. Oh, yeah. Um, Styles, Nakamura. Um, yeah. What What do you say about that? It was underwhelming, I feel like, until the very end. 
I was expecting something a little more fast paced and that's not what we got, which is fine. I'm not going to complain about watching AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I didn't see the, the swerve at the end coming. I didn't see AJ Styles winning it quite honestly. And uh, yeah. I, you know, I haven't seen the stuff of those two in Japan, like the stuff I was listening to today about post WrestleMania, a lot of the Wrestle Kingdom, I think nine or 10 with Styles and Nakamura in the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. kept getting referenced and i guess i need to find that and watch it because that's apparently the styles of nakamura match that we were expecting but um maybe i need to go back and watch that i didn't expect the nakamura heel turn i figured if someone was going to turn it was going to be aj styles yeah. because he's already flip-flopped a couple of times doing that so who knows man well we'll see where it takes it so it, it could be really interesting to to see them continue this it, it's not the end of anything. Like there, there wasn't a rivalry. There wasn't anything. It was just he won the Royal Rumble and he decided, hey, I want to, I want to fight AJ Styles for that belt. Yeah. So it's going to happen again. And maybe it happens at another pay per view and it's a lot better. And maybe Nakamura leaves with that belt. Yeah, like like you said, underwhelming. The swerve is interesting. That I, 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 I would have felt like there would have been a little more spot fest going on. Oof. And if there was, I just don't remember it. But it just it felt like it was hurried. It's just yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't care about yeah, it. Yeah, and it was and, and by the time we got to it, I mean I've been what it was I don't know my time. It was this was what last next to last on the card or third from last. Third from last, the uh, yeah, so the Strum like, and Bar uh, tag team and so this, this is like nine forty. This is nine forty five at night, and I've been watching wrestling since four in the afternoon. Yeah, at this point in time, I'm just like, dude, I need to move on in my life. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. So it could have been that I was just tired of watching it, but I didn't care. And not that I didn't care, but it was just it wasn't it wasn't the pace that kept me interested. Yeah. And I think after looking back at it, the storyline build up could have been I know it's you know, he won WrestleMania or he won uh, Royal Rumble, so that's that, but the storyline build up could have been bigger too to substitute, but what yeah. are you gonna do? Nakamura had the best entrance of the night. I think Yeah. Uh remember we were talking about it and I guess Nita Strauss. She's a, well, I recognized her from a documentary I saw. I was like, man, what's that girl's name? I can't think of her name, but she plays guitar for Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper is pretty notorious for having nothing but the best musicians in his band. So she is, man, she, she shredded his entrance, man. She was great. And then just to have like that whole heavy metal band with, with him playing his music. That was really cool. That is one thing I noticed about this. There were some people that got really good entrance. And then some people have got like less than normal entrance and it really <laughs> bugged me. Cause it's like, they're going to call it the showcase of the immortals, the grandest stage, you know, all that bullshit and everything, you know, at least give me that the grandest entrance of fucking all. Right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, you, you could have the undertaker taking half an hour to walk to the ring. This is true. <laughs> this is very yeah. true. So, anyway. Um, since you mentioned it and it's not really on the list, but kind of at the end, but we're just going to interject that. So Elias to, or John Cena to looks, looks like somebody tells him his, his car is on fire or he's parked in the red zone or whatever right. coming, going to the backstage and then coming out to, you know, a, not in a squash match. It just, it feels so freaking bad between him and Elias to the, you know, he's walking back. No, no bong, just, you know, the gloves, everything, basically the setting from WrestleMania 33 at the end. Yep. All the thing in there to the really, really cool cheesy lightning strike to take her, the, the music, everything like that to the best squash match I've probably ever seen in a long while. The one, the one misstep I think they did with Undertaker was after the lightning struck his stuff in the middle of the ring, the lights should have gone out, come back on, and he's standing there. I don't think he needed to all right, you're going to have his stuff in the middle of the ring. It's going to get struck by lightning. And all of a sudden the undertaker's backstage. I thought that was funny. So that means uh, he was naked backstage until right. the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> he used the lightning to grab his clothes so he could not be naked. <laughs> give me my damn, give me my lightning, 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 neat clothes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, I think it was kind of a good, it was a good thing to happen because his, he, if, if he doesn't come back again next year, he leaves looking strong and granted it was basically a squash match, but it was a squash match against John Cena. And he, he 
did his spots. He did all the spots you wanted to see. He did the snake eyes. He did the old school, the tombstone, all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was fun. It's, it's exactly what you would want to see the undertaker do to John Cena. Did we not see the last ride? I know they made no, a comment. Like, there was no he's last taking ride. him for a ride. I was like, Oh, I get it. He's taking it for a ride, but it's not the last ride. No, they didn't do the last ride. That's uh, good, but I think that was the, I think that was the one undertaker finisher. They didn't do. Oh, he did choke slam him at one point, but uh, it was, I mean, it was fun. It was a quick little thing for, John Cena to have his WrestleMania moment, but nobody really cared if he didn't have one. I liked I liked the fact that he was just sitting in the crowd hanging out. I thought it was funny. It reminded me a little bit. That was kind of entertaining. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of um, what was the year The Rock showed up and beat up somebody for no reason? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hard to tell what you years those are. About, no, no, it was more recent. It was like 31 or 2. It was He's an arena. Where he came out and beat the crap out of Cena? It might have been. Or it was somebody else. I don't remember. Yeah. It wasn't a match. It was just he came out and just beat the hell out of him and left. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and find it and then like Yeah, you know bring it, it up later. But anyway, yeah, that was it, it was what it was. I mean, it was kind of what you would expect would happen in this kind of scenario. It was and it was it wasn't bad. No. But it wasn't the all-out Undertaker match you would want to see at WrestleMania, but I don't think you can do that anymore. Yeah, and uh, like I said previously, the uh, he he coming off a hip surgery, and he might that might be the thing. That, they might have been planning for Cena to do it. They might have thought that, hey, he can't do it. Let's just roll this into something else, and maybe we get Cena Undertaker SummerSlam. You know, that kind of thing it, going on. If anything, they would play it out until next year and they'll do it again, but it'll be a whole roll thing. All the way. Yeah. yeah. So well, we'll see. So when, with reading a lot of the booking stuff, apparently the, somebody came up that said that uh, Vince McMahon books backwards. So when he books things at the current WrestleMania, he's doing it a lot of it in preparation for the next WrestleMania. So, that that was that was a rationalized uh rationalization for another match too that's coming up so yes and i was thinking about that when you were saying it because i read think i read the same thing you read that we're probably going to both mention later yeah so anyway what's next on our list we're gonna go miss uh, seth rollins and finn balor and the one thing i can just say about this was this 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 was the match that had it all this was the match for me that had it all. I had everything, and it was good. It was a bunch of decent spots. It's everything a triple threat you want a triple threat to be in more. Right. It was all all three guys did great. Nobody the the two guys who didn't win. So Finn Baylor and the Miz did not look weak. No. Uh, they didn't they didn't look bad in losing. Everybody played to their strengths. You know everybody. You know the the Miz is not the performer that Seth Rollins and Finn Baylor. Are, but yeah. he played to his strengths. He did exactly what he needed to do to get through that match, and I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. It's for me. It's con- it's one of two matches that are contenders for the best match of the night. Agreed. It was. It was just. It was very technically sound. It was yeah. good spots. It was everything like that. It wasn't. It wasn't the super storyline thing, but it was. It was good wrestling. That's yeah. what it was. Pure good wrestling. Super entertaining. It was a good match to start off the night. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I have anything other, you know, to say. It's like I no. give it five stars. I give it, you know, all that, and then call it, yeah. call it what it is. It's like you got to watch that more to enjoy it than we could ever talk about it. Yeah. So, so just go watch it. Yeah. Then Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev for the United States Championship. I'm gonna get another beer while you talk about this because I'm pretty sure I don't care. <laughs> That's about where right. I go with it. Give me one second. Uh, I didn't get it. I mean, from what I understand, I don't watch SmackDown, but nobody really cares about Jinder Mahal. It's hopefully it's setting up something with Rusev and Jinder Mahal where it culminates in a Rusev win later on down the line. Do you talk about Jinder yet? A little bit. <laughs> Basically, I'm just saying I hope it sets up something with Rusev and that it can be a you know, like a Rusev Mahal later on down the line and Rusev can win. So my thing with this is 
And it's not even about the match. It's about what happens afterwards. I I got back into wrestling because I ended up watching a lot of wrestling YouTube. And they will go on and on and on and on about gender being something, something champion. And this bothers me because I'm going to have to hear about it. Well, they're doing this because uh, gender, you know, they want to get over in India and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, I just don't know what the fucking thing of it anymore. I'm just. It's, I mean, I don't think anybody cared. Even in the arena. You know what I mean? Like. I don't get it. I mean, hey, if he's a good champ, then have at it. He's a heel. He's probably always going to be a heel. But I think one thing they could have done to really make the crowd pop last night was to to let Rusev take that match. Yeah. But instead, you pinned him in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Like, I remember stuff with uh, very, very few things, but mostly clips I saw of Jinder and uh, it was three-man band. And that, that seemed a little more funny. And, like, I think I'd rather him do that or do something funny than do this because I don't like the foreign heel thing anymore. I think the foreign heel is like has been the most burned out thing. It's very 80s. It's super and 80s. 70s. It's, it's very Cold War. It's very Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and yeah. those kinds of guys. And that's fine. I think the last time it worked successfully was WrestleMania six, no seven, hmm. with uh, Hulk Hogan and a returning Sergeant Slaughter, who was now an Iraqi sympathizer. Which oh. the whole angle is hysterical, and it it just makes me smile because uh, you know Iron Sheik is now Colonel Mustafa. And he gets Sergeant Slaughter brainwashed or whatever. And Sergeant Slaughter has the curly-toed boots like Iron Sheik does. And it's just... <laughs> oh, um, man. That's, that's good stuff. I want to go um, back and watch that now. That sounds just wonderful. It's it's pretty entertaining. It's it's good late 80s, very early 90s wrestling. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, Jinder Mahal won that match. Rusev probably should have won it. I wanted Bobby Roode to win just because I like Bobby Roode. But that's it. And Randy Orton was just there to be Randy Orton. And he is, even if Randy Orton is a complete asshole, at the end of the day, he's still a wrestling person. And he'll still put over whoever needs to be put over. He did his job as a transitional champion, I think. Oh, yeah. He really did. All right. After that, we had Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> so I watched this. I, I forced. I didn't force, but like I, can, I talked to my friends into watching this who were not wrestling fans. They literally halfway through or most of the way through <laughs> my buddy was like, he kept doing, saying, it's like, yeah, wrestling's fake. And I'm just like, yeah, but you're enjoying it. Right. It's like, just kind of like, <laughs> give me looks or whatever. I think I had several group texts going on. So oh, I was texting several people. It was one group text and then texting another buddy of mine who was in Florida and then, you know, messaging with you too. Mm -hmm. And like a month saw that it was like uh, he texted on some point in time. It was like, we were watching wrestling. It's like, it's like, Justin just keeps over there. It's like squealing like a, it's like a little girl like seeing boy bands or something i'm just like yeah i'm enjoying this a little bit but yeah when this match came on he goes that's a big girl it's like that big girl gonna beat the living shit out of that little girl too <laughs> yeah um nile is strong they both put on a great match and alexa lost well i guess is the way to put that you know she she played the typical heel she did she tried to do some dastardly stuff and the match didn't quite work out for her because naya just beat the brakes off of her entertaining championship match i guess and i think uh i think that's gonna be a good storyline going on and i'm just happy it wasn't a wash match because i don't think that would have been good for nia Jax. i want to uh, she needed to overcome something and in, in that kind of storyline and i think she over she did overcome something even if that something was you know five foot four you know blonde girl that she could basically crush it you know at will and it was it was good it was interesting it wouldn't even come close to the worst match of the night I'd put it in no. high regard still. It was a good match. And and as much as I enjoy WrestleMania 17 still, it was not Ivory versus China in WrestleMania 17 because that was basically a squash match where she just, I mean, she just beat the hell out of Ivory. She gorilla pressed her over her head and just dropped her on her face and just kind of like laid down on her like she was a pillow for the pin. And that was it. This was, this was a legitimate match. Yeah. Well, the next women's match which I did not see coming in the least. I did not. I didn't think it was the time to end the streak. But you know what? Charlotte, I, I think Charlotte Flair is going to go out of this. And, and this is what we're talking about going you know, backwards booking. He booked Charlotte Flair to beat Oscar because Charlotte Flair is going to go somewhere, either SummerSlam or farther beyond into Ronda Rousey. And that's what they want. They want this super battle of women. And that's what it is. And from what I understand, 
that, granted, this is a rumor, so take it however you want to take it. That clash with Ronda Rousey is going to main event next year's WrestleMania. That, that's the word on the street, and I'm I'm kind of all for that. I think I'm it'll be interesting, especially with the performance that we'll get into later on that Ronda Rousey put on. I, I'm totally fine with it. This is my other contender for the match of the night. Those two put on a damn clinic in that ring. They both oh, yeah. look great. They both got their signature spots. They both look strong. And hopefully Asuka goes on maybe to go after the Raw women's belt because she is part of the Raw roster. And her versus Nia Jax could be really entertaining. They've they've wrestled before. I think she's going to go SmackDown. I think I think they were going to do well, some I mean, of the yeah. shake-up tonight. I, I don't know if they were doing it. Yeah. I, well, they alluded to doing some of it, but maybe not. But... I'm I'm okay with Oscar going over SmackDown. Sorry, that sound of disgust was not anything you were talking about. This this 42 ounce is starting to warm up, and it's not getting any better. Oof. Anyway, so you need a hug, don't you? <laughs> shut up, Justin. <laughs> By the way, I didn't even notice it first. Are you you wearing a Piper shirt? I am wearing a Piper shirt. Hot rod. There you go. Yep, that's my man, dude. He's one of my favorites all time. So. Let's move on to Cesaro and Sheamus versus Braun Strowman and Nicholas for the tag team titles for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I was so confused. (laughs) Like, I was seriously confused going into this. I mean, they could have picked anybody. They could have put the gobbledygooker or the Brooklyn Brooklyn Brawler, or they could have brought back Big Show or Big Cass. I get what they're saying and that Braun Strowman is like tough enough to take on the entire tag team division on his own. Okay, in that case, bring back James Ellsworth. Bring in somebody who can at least oh, take a bring James on somebody who can at least take a bump to further the story. Ellsworth you know, would have been it. Ellsworth would have totally been it. That right? would have been like the just I would have liked that so much because yeah, it's just he he could walk around like he's a total hard ass with Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know what I mean, it would <laughs> I mean, be so much fun. I'm curious to see where they go with this with with this kid. I mean, Grant, it, you know, come to find out his dad is one of the referees. Yeah. What I really want to see is Braun Strowman take the belt from Brock Lesnar, but I don't think we're going to get that. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see Braun Strowman do Bro- uh, fight Brock Lesnar. Well, but the thing is, okay, let's say he he takes the title from Brock. <clears throat> Excuse me. This that was horrible. Um Let's say he takes the title from Brock. At least Braun Strowman is full time. At least Braun Strowman's there every week. Yeah. At least Braun Strowman's going to be on every pay per view. You know what I mean? And you still get the whole monster thing that you have with with Lesnar. Then I have to watch Roman Reigns jump up like two and a half feet to do a Superman punch, and it's just going to really fucking ruin my day because <laughs> I don't want to see that Superman punch, much less him having to do it all high and crap then- like that. Yeah. But then Roman Reigns is going to get these hands, boy. Roman Reigns to get the hands, a sledgehammer, a foot, you know. Shit, throw that kid <laughs> Nicholas at his head. Be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It should have been, it either needed to be a legitimate other monster, like him and Big Show, mm-hmm. or it needed to be James Ellsworth. I mean, that's. That's yeah. That's your only options. But bringing a ten-year-old out of the crowd is actually. I would be okay with Braun Strowman switching from glasses, putting on glasses, and becoming Brain Strowman <laughs> and tagging himself in, rather than seeing that kid Nicholas in there. And that's dude. That's a and dr- you know what that that raw when he did that and uh, uh, Corey Graves was selling it like it was. Dude, it's like he was Bobby the Brain Heenan. He took a page straight out of his book, and he was completely selling it. Like, look at the size of this guy. Who is this? And just, <laughs> <laughs> that was completely brilliant. It was com- it was total throwback to like wrestling, where you wouldn't expect something like that, <laughs> and they did it anyway. And you totally wow. know who it is. Kind of, it was. It's like you know when when Vince fired Hulk Hogan and he came back as Mister America. Oh God! Or, or when uh, Andre the Giant teamed up with the machines and he was the giant machine and he was being interviewed by, it might've been mean gene. He said, people think that you're Andre the giant, but then it's totally Andre the giant. Said, I am not Andre the giant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That Behind was a pretty good Andre impression. <laughs> I do a pretty good Andre. I watch yeah, a lot. Did. I watch the princess bride a lot. <laughs> Say it. Anybody want the peanut? Thank you. <laughs> Hello, Andy. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's I, I kind of wish it would have been just Braun Strowman on his own without Nicholas, even though he was pivotal. Sarcasm. I hope you read into that. Yeah, but it's they did tag him in once. They we'll tagged him in once. He should have got the pin though. Oh, he totally should have got the. If pin. If you're gonna do that, give the kid the pin. Come on. I would like so the, the one of the initial speculations was it was a Make a Wish kid, and I think that would read that. That I think that would have been a much better thing to a Make a Wish kid and let him the kid pin him, and it's like that's a pin at WrestleMania and like that right. would yeah that would have been would have been amazing like, and yeah. then and then you know what change them out every week man or every show or go to house shows and have this kid on the apron you know front row center basically for. Whoever Braun Strowman's going to squash, Just let him beat up two dudes in front of this kid and let him get the pin at yeah. Raw, at house shows, at whatever. Yeah, there's nothing more you can say about that than, yep. you know, they did it all wrong. <laughs> it should have just been him by himself or James Ellsworth or like Big Show. But Let's see. Yours was my mystery partner choice was Big Show. Yours was Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Why it would have been interesting, especially because they had already, you know, Strowman. Yeah. So actually, you know, it's funny. I didn't realize this until I saw it the other day. Strowman at one point in time was one of the Rosebuds. Adam Rose is yeah. uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I went to Raw a few years ago when Adam Rose was still a thing. And uh, I hadn't been watching wrestling. And I took a friend of ours and they started playing Adam Rose's music. And he goes, oh, you're going to love this. I said, who is this? And there's all like, you know, they had the bunny suit guy and a bunch of weirdos and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's one of the things that was like, all right, I think I need to start watching this again. (laughs) He didn't last super long probably after that. He got cocky. He got arrogant and didn't realize his place. True. true. And that that is actually like the NXT and the people pulled up and like just arrogance and things like that. That is like a common thing of people that get knocked down, sent back or wherever. Yeah. And they just never go on. Yeah, too bad. It could have been fun watching him. I ended up winning this, so it was my second point to actually win. And I figured it was it was what needed to happen. The Bludgeon Brothers need to look strong, need to go over, and it's going to create a better tag division. So, But I can't say that I was super enthralled with the match. I barely remember it, to be honest. I didn't rewatch it today because I just didn't feel it at all. I mean, granted, I don't watch – SmackDown and a little bit of weekly wrestling I do watch is either or on Raw or NXT. I didn't see this one coming because I kind of figured that Rowan and Harper were like kind of a throwaway tag team. You know, it's like, well, we really have nothing to do with these guys and they're already kind of associated with one another. So we're just going to put a fresh coat of paint on them and call them the Bludgeon Brothers. They look super strong, though. They ran over both Mm -hmm. teams. Hopefully what they can do is what they tried to do with the Ascension and kind of create another Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, Demolition, clone, but but not make them look so much like those tag teams. I mean, like you want to create better tag teams. I think the New Day, the New Day is a, a perfect example of creating an evolution of a tag team because the one you just did the simplest thing ever. You added a third person and allowed mm-hmm. them to switch people, and that's it. And that it's made it. Burger. Yeah, that made it more interesting, and they were able to do that, and that's it. So, I mean, you don't have to recreate, you know, Legend Doom, you know. Well, but it's, it's, it is, but it isn't. I mean, what I mean by, you know, Legion of Doom or Demolition or whatever is those guys were just, they just steamrolled over everybody. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Or even like oh, Natural okay. Disasters or some of those other super strong tag teams that just nobody wanted to mess with because they were just going to beat the brakes off of everybody in their path. Dude, uh, speaking of the natural disasters, um, I saw earthquake fight at the summit and I want to say it was 1988. Dude, that dude, that was a big old dude. Yeah. Well, we were, we were, I don't, I don't remember how we got these good tickets because I don't remember us having a lot of money at the time, but we were on the floor at the summit and literally like probably about 15 rows back when, when earthquake got slammed, you could actually feel the, like you could feel a slight vibration oh, yeah. ring all the way out there. I mean, he was a big dude and like he yeah. hit, you know, it. how much did he weigh? He had to be close to 400. Oh, he was over 400. Yeah. Fun side note though. Um, instead of using my money 
my my allowance I had to go spend it on something. And mm-hmm. there was, you know, in the summit there used to be like little stores and everything like that, and they were closing as we went in. I decided to buy the the novelization of Batman the movie instead of spending <laughs> it on freaking other things. And I bought that book, and it's like my dad was like, "Why did you buy that book?" It's like I don't know what the book. And it's like I didn't have any money left over, so it's like he. It's like, oh, I wanted this and this and that. I used to have a rocker's headband that I wore nice. to uh, ninth birthday. But I ended up, I only got that headband because I couldn't get a shirt because I bought that stupid-ass book. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of dumb. Yeah, um, learn to learn. Earthquake was billed at 468 pounds. He was 6'7". Good night. Was he? I didn't think he was that tall at all. Yeah, he was. Well, he was about as, he was as big as, or well, height-wise, he was as tall as uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's like six two now. He's <laughs> he's not as, as tall as he used to be. He's shrinking. Yeah, and you can see like I've seen pictures of him recently walking around where like his arms look super long, like they go down to his knees almost. But that's because he's been jumping up in the air and landing on his ass for the past forty years. Yeah. But interesting side note on John Tenta, aka Earthquake. He was a legitimate sumo wrestler. I remember hearing that at some point in time. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw anything he did, but. I mean, me either, but like I, I known about it, and he had a, he had a decent, he was a champion. It looks like good night. He was undefeated for a long time. Like normally, like Japanese sumo wrestlers will bulk up to like four or five hundred pounds and do that stuff. Apparently, when they're done and they retire, a lot of those guys will be able, like a good chunk of them, will be able to get down to like, like talking like less than two hundred pounds. Like it's weird. Oh yeah. It's just their training regiment. Yeah. Anyway, so back to WrestleMania 34, if we were done with that tag match, which I don't think we have much to say about it. And the next one's way more interesting anyway. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in a mixed tag match. Right out the gate, I had so many doubts about Ronda Rousey's fighting style, and I think a lot of other people did too. And I think that match shut anybody's doubt I didn't done I didn't think she was going to look bad. I just thought she was going to look kind of green. But once yes. she got in there, and I think once she kind of got comfortable and realized, oh, this is not what I, you know, I don't know what what realization she had about a third of the way into that match once she finally got into it. Mm-hmm. She looked like she'd been doing that for years. And what I was more afraid of was that she was just going to get buried. But, dude, they she got put over big time in that match. And hopefully... She's not a part-timer because I would love to watch her wrestle more. She looked like a natural. She looked strong, and she put she put in some work. You could tell to prepare for this, and she took mm-hmm. it seriously. And I, I, I just thinking thinking of her and Charlotte in a headlining match at WrestleMania, headlining match, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Yeah, the the twist, the turns, and like the uh, the kind of combo um, like aerial salt game. Mixed yeah. with uh, the arm bars and stuff like that, it was really, it was really flabbergasting. It she, was not what I expected at all. She picked up Triple H and held him on her shoulders for a minute. Like, yeah, he was up there for a while. Good I for think, her, man. I think that was the biggest part about it. Was is so you know they have extremely strict rules on intergender fighting, and they just oh, they kind of left him by the website a little bit. And oh, I was I was okay with it. But you're really gonna <laughs> fall apart, aren't you? Dude, I'm not even. How I'm much? Like, I'm right at the halfway mark. So, wait, wait. So, show it again. What does your cold indicator say? The beer is below the cold indicator. So, I would have to like lay it, put the cap on, and lay it on its side to see if it's still at the optimal <laughs> drinking temperature. Which it's still coming up blue. All right, on. So, I have to ask, what would you rather do? Would you rather do Old English or Mad Dog 2020? Mad Dog 2020 is at least like flavored. Oh, it's like, well, it's like Boone's Farm. Have you never had Mad Dog 2020? I've had Mad Dog. I'm just saying, like, what? We, all right. Well, I've had the orange and the purple, and I think there's a red one too. I've had the green and the red. I know I've never had sure. the green. I know for sure I've had those two. So I mean, yeah, but I mean, if it's that, if it's oldie or it's a bottle of, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> oh, dude, and it, you know what? That that smelled worse than it sounded. I bet it did. Oh, you're the war. I'm going to get you back for this. <laughs> so great. <laughs> but would Mad Dog be worse? I think I'd rather have a Mad Dog right now. Oh, wow. 
least yeah. I didn't go blue steel or whatever that shit's called. Steel reserve. Steel reserve. I'm thinking. I'm half you're thinking. thinking, Bruce, you're thinking I'm half Zoolander. Thinking Zoolander. <laughs> or what was that one that when I was walking around the store, I was like, oh, here's the what was it like? Uh, steel reserve raspberry twist or something. Steel reserve some raspberry. Blue, blue raspberry twist or some shit like that. I that wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna pick that. But it was in a tall can, so I wouldn't have had to drink 42 ounces of it. Well, there's that. I didn't think he'd get. I don't think he'd get through that without dying or puking out the line. I would really wasn't going to do that. I don't want to edit out ten minutes of you pu- puking in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. I don't have a trash can up here. Fair enough. <laughs> there's a toilet right down the hall, so I'd be okay. Anyway, back to Ronda uh, Rousey. Yeah, this was a. This is supposed to be the big setup for um, the quote unquote. Stephanie McMahon to come into the limelight. Stephanie McMahon equals Vince McMahon. Ronda Rousey equals Stone Cold, even though Ronda Rousey that. smiles way too much. I saw that, and I don't know if that's the direction they need to go. I think you need to leave Austin McMahon be where I, it is. I don't think. I don't think even if they do it, it will go there because like Stone Cold was an anti-hero. Yeah, and she, like I said, Ronda Rousey smiles too much for it. But I'm. Yeah. Uh, do you want the spoiler? Do you want the raw spoiler? I watched 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes, and then I had to shut it off because I was like, this is going to taint my entire podcast if I watch all this. <laughs> eh, why not? Go for it. All right. Yeah. Stephanie Mann comes out. Hold on. What do you, what do you think? Arm Stress. brace? No, no arm brace. No arm brace? Uh, she's got to have an arm brace. She's got to yeah. sell that, dude. Totally got an arm brace. So, yeah, she's got the full arm brace. Not a cast, but a full arm brace. She's playing a victim. Mm-hmm. Well, guess. she was like, it was more like the, um, you know, the crowd was giving her the, you tapped out, you tapped out, yeah, you deserved it, <laughs> kind of things and <laughs> and all that stuff. And you know, she does invite Rhonda out to kind of make peace with her and everything like that. And Rhonda's smiling and everything like that. And you figure it's going to go good. You think that it's going to be Rhonda, you know, hugging and then Stephanie McMahon getting one over or are using her or whatever. And then, nope, she pulls the stone cold move. She literally like shakes her hand, brings her in, flips into another freaking you know, <laughs> move. And she rips, she tears that like that arm brace off and lifts it up in the air and just like hangs it like in front of everybody. So this is going to be ongoing and it's going to be good. I think it's going to work out. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Cause I I am I'm pretty I'm pretty on point with saying I'm pretty sure I'm on point with saying Rousey Angle Triple H Stephanie was ultimately a 100% perfect to the T like storyline with was, everything that happened with the uh, with the tag team match it really was it was classic old school mm-hmm. you know heel versus face tag team match even even you know let's let's pretend for a second that it wasn't a mixed tag match. You know, you've got the the bad guys you know, throwing interference to get the referee's attention or to, to draw the the good tag the the face tag partner in and then do some dastardly stuff while the referee's mm-hmm. not looking and stuff like that. I it reminded me of eighties WWF oh, yeah. and watching watching those tag matches and stuff as a kid and I'm like, Oh man, he's totally cheating and all that kind of stuff. Well it was what super did she- entertaining, man. Steph ran around and literally just waited until he wasn't looking at him, just yanked yanked Rhonda down on the yeah. apron. And I think that's how you make that's how you make a, a Stephanie McMahon look strong in that instance. This is like, oh well, I know well, this business not- and everything like that. And she's like, I know this business. That's what she means by she knows this business. She knows what she can get away with. She runs around, does that, and drops her the thing. And that's her advantage over Rousey. And it makes it look so smart. And it does and that's that's the thing. It doesn't make her look strong so much as it makes her look smart. Yeah, and it looks it makes the match super believable. Yeah, it was super entertaining. I I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I remember thinking about a third of the way into it, like, man, this is really good, and way better than I thought it was. I don't think I wanted to think to myself how good it actually was until the end of it, because I, you know, just me being pessimistic, I didn't want to put my hopes in that it was going to go the way I wanted it to, because I'm like, Oh, they're it's, it's triple H and Stephanie. They're going to, and not even like the characters of triple H and Stephanie. I'm like, it's triple H and Stephanie, the people. And um, you, you know, thought they were going to bury her. Yeah. Like they were going to pull a sting and whatever, but that didn't, 
I feel like they're getting over the bad booking. They're getting over the dumbass booking, and they're getting to a better point at this point where they understand to carry on, you need to put people over. You cannot bury people. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. It was good. Go watch it. Great match. And the last one we have is Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think the setup to this match was, is like, you know, Daniel Bryan's taken out pretty quick because they just basically come in from behind. They knock him out, everything like that. And Daniel Bryan's right. being taken care of while Shane McMahon's in there. And whether Shane McMahon and like his hernia and everything like that, I don't know which is, which is real and which is fake. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, he played it off fairly well and they kind of walked <laughs> him through some spots, but he did really, he did really good. You know, and you read all this stuff about he's got a hernia and he's dealing with diverticulitis and everything, but then he goes and pulls a coast to coast. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, mean, I called I called that five seconds before it was going to happen. I'm just like, you know, I'm the only person in the room that knows what the fuck a coast to coast is. And I was like, yeah. what? It's like, he's going to go from one side of the ring to the other. Just watch. It's like, it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was I, as soon as I forget who it was that he hit. Was it Sami Zayn or was it Kevin Owens? I don't remember. I just remember watching that, you know, rich white boy go across the yeah. screen. Well, I mean, like I saw whoever that was in the corner. I'm like, oh, he's setting him up for that. But can he actually even do that right now? I think it was, like, it was KO, by the way. Yeah, I, I saw the setup and I didn't think it was going to happen just because of Shane being sick or hurt or whatever it is that he is. And I think I didn't think it was going to happen. Like, I, it was an entertaining match. Like, yeah. I kind of I kind of get why they had. Daniel Bryan out of it for a little while. Maybe that was to kind of see how he was not necessarily see how he was feeling, but kind of make sure that he was feeling okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this match would have been more fun if the first half wasn't just Owens and Zane trying to beat up Shane McMahon. If it would have been like more of a straight tag match with some, with some hard spots in it, I feel like that might've been more entertaining. I'm not saying it was bad. That's just not how I would have, would have booked it. Yeah, I think um, I think you got what you needed to get out of that. You definitely got. I I thought they were gonna keep Brian out of it for the most part, and I was like, "Well, you can't do this." It's like I need something. So when it basically changed hands and everything like that, it was just it was good. It was clean. It was it's definitely this is. So I mean, looking back on it a little bit, it's like you know between this and then Rousey, and then you know you get to. What was it? Charlotte and Flair and Alexa and everything like that, and the Miz and maybe a little bit of the gender match, not really much, but these are the matches that like these are the matches that made it like seem like very WrestleMania seventeen ish, like really good WrestleMania. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, I think two thirds of the card was really good, and a third of it was bad. And watch it for the good stuff, and even the bad stuff wasn't horrible maybe except for Reigns, Lesnar, but I think that's, it's kind of like being mad at the band Creed at this point, you know, and just everybody just doesn't want to watch Roman Reigns. What I'm saying is, it's just everybody hates him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying there. Um, But at the same time, like, if you're thinking about that, it's like you, you see what the combination of Daniel Bryan, you know, and, Shane McMahon and then, you know, Owens and Zane. And it's just like, that's not actually, that is a good powerhouse of technicality there with the exception of Shane McMahon, who's kind of a brawler and a spot fest guy, but that's, that's something that wasn't your entire card. You could have spread that out or you could have gotten something like that in there. And they just didn't try to, to other, other degrees of areas. So, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Brock Lesnar is big. Sure. Roman Reigns is big. Roman Reigns actually has talent when you don't make him do stupid shit like the Superman punch. The guy can fight. He can do some cool shit. But they just don't do it right. Part of the problem with Roman Reigns is he's he hasn't changed since he left the Shield. The other two guys have. Yeah. Give him, I mean, give him give him a fresh coat of paint, change his character a little bit. Granted, he can't talk too good. So okay, make him a bad guy that doesn't talk. He just comes out and beats people up. Why haven't they done that in the past four years or however long it's been? Because they want him to be the face that runs the place and all that kind of thing. It's just overbooking, overpushing. Let the crowd decide that. They always feel like they're smarter than the crowd. And 
I understand where Vince was saying, like, well, I don't, uh, you know, actually, I don't. I understand it. if Vince was saying, hey, we're over pushing him and things like that, and it's just going too wrong. Yeah. You know, that's fine and everything like that. You know, you, you let Lesnar win and then you kind of find somebody else and you put Roman back in like the kind of underdog thing and you let him kind of mellow there. Maybe you put under, you put him against the IC title, you know, go get Seth Rollins. Those are not terrible matches by any means. Yeah. I just don't know. uh, Like in this day and age, like whether it be us or whether it be dirt sheets or whatever, why we should have to complain about Roman Reigns, talk about Roman Reigns, and completely spit on the guy. Because at the end of the day, he is ultimately, in my opinion, he is the, the definitely the victim in all this. Because the way he's booked and things like that, he is not. He's not. They're going to ruin his career before it before it gets way over just by screwing him, but trying to basically force him into the round or the square peg in the round hole. So I feel yeah. bad for them. I'm not going to argue with you on that. He, If he was booked differently, he could get over. But what they're trying to do with him is just not going to work. Getting back to the Brian McMahon match, I don't think there's, I don't think there's, a, there was anything overly wrong with it. I think there was, it was very, very sound in what it was. And like I said, this is one of the matches that made the card really, really, really strong, really good. So. I want, I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch a little SmackDown a little more because after watching their match, it's like they are very, very good at what they do. And I need to watch a little bit more of some Damon Zane and some Kevin Owens. So I hope whatever they do, they they end up getting some more matches. Yeah, I hope it goes somewhere for them. Yeah. So that's the. Uh, that's the uh, card. That's the card. Um. I figure at this point, just to give an idea to our listeners, I like the tall boy form- format. Whether or not it's wrestling all the time or not, you know, I'm enjoying it. So, could be quick movie reviews or something too. Oh yeah, I think I think there'll be quick movie reviews, and also I'm, I think I'm, uh, I don't know about you in, in this, but I've been dying to like figure out some video game topics and throw them in there because oh, yeah. we got to do some old school games just for fun. You know, I've got a whole stack of them over in the corner in here. <laughs> I figured we could do some replays and like some just run throughs. That'd be a blast. That'd be fun yeah. stuff. Let's do it. Okay. So, right. Josh, my question how much 40 do you have left? <laughs> a little less than half. I don't know if I can finish this piece of crap. This thing's horrible. I forgot how bad these were. All right. I'm, 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 I'm going to be. <laughs> Come I'm on, about, dude. I'm about to say I'm gonna be kind, but at the same time, it's just like I want you to finish the whole thing. Oh, dude. You know what? It's all warm now. Yeah, I'm gonna be kind because I'll, I take, to... I'll take one more big gulp and you yeah, can watch me wince in pain. Yeah. Because the one I'm gonna make you drink, should it ever come to your time, only comes in a tall can. As far <laughs> as I'm clear. so you stand by. It's not a four loco. It's nothing like that. I've never had a four loco. I was kind of interested to try one. You know, I, you you told me you were almost you almost made me drink a four loco, but I realized and I said I'd had one. Don't ever have it. I hadn't had one. I did try a juice once, J O O S E. I was waiting for the is, spelling of that. Which is which is along the same lines as four loco. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't ever try those. Either one of them. They're horrible. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Here's here's my last big gulp of this. Really warm old english 800 and i'll i'll be sporty about it i'll have a big old <laughs> big old drink right? oh you went in for seconds oh that was bad <laughs> that was bad <sighs> oh that was bad this is bad this will be the worst episode to edit ever because of all the belches <laughs> sorry yeah leave a few of them in so they know I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm drinking this garbage. I'm probably going to leave all of them in. To be honest, so. <laughs> but, so let's close it out with up or down. Give it the give it the golden stamp or the uh, big piece of poo. I say it's worth watching. Um, there's there's matches that are letdowns, but I I all in all I think this was a good WrestleMania. Hmm. It's not my favorite. Um. But I think you could safely place this somewhere in probably the top third 
of all 34 of them. I agree with that. I didn't get the entrances I wanted on some of the stuff. Yeah, you didn't get the spectacle on a lot of it that you should have gotten in WrestleMania. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to kind of be on the downturn for a little while. Saving money. Excuse me. While they focus on uh, just trying to squeeze more content into the matches, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, it's not going to happen. Wishful thinking. I'd go top third. Um, Bear in mind, I did... I was drinking vodka juice, gin juice, and then eventually beer through this entire thing. So <laughs> I was I was objectively sober as not yeah, I wasn't in the least. I was just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll give it a I'll give it a passing review. It's definitely versus last year's, I would I would give it a bigger it a little bit of last year. Yeah, I'd give it better than last year. Mainly because the, the Undertaker match this year is better than last year. So there you go. Not only that, but I mean you <sighs> Just the main event. I mean, granted, the main event last year was Reigns and Undertaker. Yeah. But you get to see Reigns lose, which, you know, I will totally put over him beating the Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Lost and beating the Undertaker in a bad match all day long. Anyway. Well, I'd like to say we're out of beer, but I'm just going to let you go because you're not going to finish that. (laughs) No, this is going down the sink. Oh, it's too good for the sink. Pour it in the yard. Homies and stuff. I might kill my grass. <laughs> it probably will kill your grass. I'll get a nasty letter from the HOA. Exactly. That's all we got. Until next time. Have fun, kids. Hope you enjoyed this content we're calling a tall boy. If you don't know what a tall boy is, maybe you should Google that shit. Anyways, if you want to logic and play, compliment us, or maybe even suggest an idea for the podcast, you can email us at 40 at gmail.com, tweet us at 40 in a movie, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash 40 in a movie. Thanks for listening and enjoy your beer, you wonderful people. <laughs>